Hello, my name is Nettie Owens. I'm a certified professional organizer in chronic disorganization, and thank you for joining me on this podcast, Creating Momentum, where I'll be sharing my entrepreneurial journey in creating the largest residential organizing company in my area, scrapping it all and starting over. I'm going to be focusing on productivity, time management, entrepreneurship, and just other daily musings about being a mom and a wife, and I hope you enjoy it. Today's story is um, one that I'm guessing you might have experienced yourself in trying to combine things that were of interest to you and things you were excited about um, with the work that you're doing and not necessarily knowing the bridge to get there. So as you know, I said I'm a professional organizer, and when I started this journey, I'm going to take you back many, many years when I started this journey, um, the very first client that I walked into, um, I really, I had no idea what I was getting into. I imagined being a professional organizer that I would go to people's homes and offices and put things in neat little boxes. I would work in their kitchens. I would help them create systems there. And it was going to be like what was in the magazines, you know, the beautiful pictures, the transformation. They'd go from just a little messy to really in control of their lives and they'd smile and they'd feel better and uh, all would be well. Well, you know, the the first client that I walk into her house, her house is much messier than I had imagined I would be working with. And she herself was, you know, excited to hire me and happy to have me there, but but very resistant to just about everything that I was suggesting and sharing. And I was at a loss, you know, I, I honestly, I walked into something I did not understand. Thankfully, um, in the very short uh time between seeing her and the first time and scheduling another appointment with her to work, an article came through about this concept called chronic disorganization. And um, it, it was at a time that there's, uh, I'm going to fast forward just a little bit, there's a group that specifically focuses on this now, but at the time that group was still part of the larger um, association called the National, at the time, the National Association of Professional Organizers. Now they're the National um, Association of Productivity and Organization uh, Specialists. And, um, and they were a subgroup, so they didn't have their own thing yet, but there was an article in the newsletter that talked about this concept of chronic disorganization. And I'm reading and I'm going, oh my gosh, this is my client. This is somebody who has struggled clearly for a long time in their life with organization. They've clearly tried different methodologies, but it's not working. It's impacting their daily living, and they just don't see a change into the future. Um, and they had some ideas about, about what to do to work with this population. And one thing that struck me was that they said, you know, what you would do to work um, with a client who has these challenges may seem like very little to you. You're not necessarily going to come in and, and put in pretty little boxes, but, but you're going to make changes, incremental changes that will help them in their lives. And, and um, and they're going to slide back into their old habits and they're going to take two steps forward and it's going to be this dance. And I thought, gosh, this is what's happening. Um, and so there were changes that were made with that client over time. 
one of the biggest ones that we made was her approach to the situation, her mindset around the situation, how she thought about her environment and, um, and the questions that she asked herself. And so you could see, you could see the transformation in how she felt about herself, how she felt about her environment, and then eventually you could see the transformation in her environment. And so this was really the beginning of, of working with clients in this unique and special population, which I eventually based my entire business off of. And, um, but what I was finding was, you know, I wanted so much from my clients and I wanted them to see transformation and they just weren't, they, they just weren't experiencing that, you know, not, not necessarily in the way that they wanted. And certainly I had these big hopes and dreams uh, and that can be another conversation uh, for us into the future. Um, is you know do your desire for your clients to do really well, and um, and maybe them not necessarily um, having that transformation that you're hoping for. But that I digress. We'll have to talk about another day. Um, so you know, so clients are coming to me with these challenges, and, and reading that one article wasn't enough. And so I started to to ask more questions and to try and find more information. And every time I'd pick up a book that talked about this population, I'd I'd try a new idea and I'd see what works. And sometimes it would work, and sometimes it would it wouldn't. And I I just desired to serve them better, and I wanted to know how I could help them really get, achieve what they were looking to achieve, you know, to create that environment that felt good for them, where, you know, they were, they were getting things done that they wanted to, that they had space, that their families felt good about their relationships with that person, and, and their family felt good about their space. And, and so I just saw them coming, coming up against a wall, and me too, you know, I, I was experiencing this like, gosh, I'm just, I'm not able to to help them transform as much as I would want them to. And so the problem was really that I didn't know enough. You know, I didn't know enough about what I was working with and how um, and how to impact change in their life. And so I, I sought, you know, I went on this journey really to learn more. And I found Julie Morgenstern's book, uh, Shed, which I recommend. You know, this was kind of my, my very, very first step um, into a book that would explain um, that it's not about the organizing. You know, it's not about creating uh, pretty bookcases with lovely boxes. You know, it, it goes deeper than that. And so she explained in her shed, shed acronym, um, you know, the more of the mental side of it that you have to go through in order to get organized. And I joined the organization um, uh, ICD. It was formerly called NSGCD, the National Study Group on Chronic Disorganization. Um, they had broken away and formed their own group away from NAPO. And uh, they started out on their own and they were providing education as their primary um, primary function. And to this day, they do provide the best education you can get in organization. So I reach out to them, I, I get a membership and I start taking classes and and I join um, the program to become a certified professional organizer in chronic disorganization. And I joined this program not even 
having done much with this organization, but knowing just that I wanted to go deeper and I wanted to serve my clients better. And uh, the first thing uh, that I do together with this organization is to go to their conference, which if you're in my industry, I highly recommend their conference. Uh, it's just outstanding. Um, so I go to this conference. It's in Denver, Colorado. And I show up, I don't know anybody, I don't know what it's going to be about. Um, I've hardly really invested in professional development in the way of like going to conferences. That's just not something that I did. I was super busy with my practice. I was really busy with my family and I had a growing business. I had employees at this point. And so I just wasn't going to these um, regional, national and international events. But I show up at this conference. I don't know anybody and I'm already on track to become a certified professional organizer. I'm taking the classes and I was blown away. Um, first of all, it's a small group of, of people um, that are kind of in this particular club and you really get to know everybody. I was sitting with and learning from the people I had read their books and that was, uh, you know, it's just, I'm just starstruck, right, with this. Um, but beyond that, the content of the conference wasn't what I expected. You know, I'm expecting what I had seen in other organizing uh, information sessions, you know, about um, about the systems you can create and uh, about working with families and things like that. But, but what I'm finding in this conference was they had a neurologist. They had a psychologist. They had people who had been um, disorganized themselves or had lived with family members who had hoarding tendencies and they were talking about it. And they were talking about um, not just creating systems, but they were talking about the brain. I was hooked. Oh my goodness. I, I've, I realized at that point, if I ever went back to school, that I would go back for a degree in neuropsychology. It just sounded so interesting, right? So, um, so I'm, I'm just soaking it all in. I felt like a sponge. I thought, I'm hooked. You know, I'll go to this conference every year just to get this information and to understand not just, um, you know, what I could do for my clients, but how they were thinking and how they were feeling and what was going on with their whole body that was preventing them from being organized. It was just this aha moment for me and it was what changed really the path of my um, of my business and the success that my clients could experience so I started making these connections between what my clients were experiencing in their environment and what was going on in their minds and in their bodies and I started formulating you know uh, pieces that I was drawing out about um, when we, as individuals, as people, can make great decisions, um, and when we can't. And so I had this aha around organization as um, a factor of our ability to make decisions. And I, I came to this conclusion that organization was truly all about making decisions. At its core, that was it. This, this was it. This was the key to everything. And so if a person was in a place to make decisions, then they could get organized. And so I started researching and looking for when can we make 
good decisions? When are we great decision makers? And I, and I continue to read tons of books and I continue to listen to podcasts and gather this information. And I, I honed it into a few um, key factors that I was learning about. Um, so I learned about a thing called executive functioning. And um, executive functioning is like, they describe it in books as the conductor um, of an orchestra. Okay, so the orchestra could be working, you know, beautifully. Each of the individual instruments could play magnificently. But if you don't have a conductor at the front to make sure that they're all playing together, that they're playing at the right time, that they're coming in at the right time, that they're playing the right piece of music, you know, the, then you're not going to have a brilliant piece of music. You're not going to have that symphony that comes together that draws the crowds, right? And so, so the, uh, the executive functions in your brain are this conductor who pulls all the pieces together at the right time. And so I learned about this concept. And, and I dug a little bit deeper. And I learned that for the conductor to do his job or her job, uh, to show up for work, certain things had to be true. Um, the conductor had to be well fed. The conductor had to be well rested. The conductor had to have had water. And the conductor needed to go out for his morning walk, okay? So the conductor needed exercise. And without these four things, the conductor was just not going to be able to function. Even if all of the members of the orchestra were playing beautifully, the conductor was just not going to be able to do his job. And beyond that, um, there were other things that might impact the ability of the conductor to do his job. So the conductor may have had a setback, you know, at the beginning um, of the performance, right? And if that was true, then he just might be a little bit slower to get started and slower to pick up the baton and slower to do his work. And even more, uh, more than that, right, um, the conductor's going to get tired easy. It's an intensive job and he's working really hard. And so, um, so he can only really play for a certain amount of time before he's going to need a break. And all of this came together and I just, I realized that what was happening was, you know, the, so the conductor is, you know, is pulling the orchestra together. And one of the things that um, I'm just going to take a little leap here, I'm going to draw a bridge for you, okay? One of the things that the conductor does is allows his orchestra to make the decisions, right, about when they're coming in. And so they're following him but they're ultimately in control of making those decisions about when to come in in the piece of music. And it's a really difficult process, right? So for the, for the orchestra members to, to pick up at the right time, uh, they have to have all of these things in place. And so I realized that what was happening was that my clients weren't able to make decisions because their conductor was not um, in place and doing the things at the right time to, to let them know when they needed to come into the piece of music. And so I thought, okay, look, if I can make sure that their conductor is functioning at, is at his best, then they'll be able to make decisions and then they'll be able to get 
organized. And it was this, you know, pulling all of those pieces together um, helped me realize this whole situation was really complex. And, um, and that my clients didn't necessarily know this. They didn't know they had a conductor. They didn't know um, how to make sure that he was doing his job. And they didn't know the profound impact and importance that diet, sleep, exercise, water had on their ability to make decisions, on their ability for their conductor to be in place, and on their ability to get organized. And so I knew that I wanted to bring this science to the people that I was working with, but I just didn't know really how to do it or that whether it would be well received. And so I started to, to speak in terms that they would understand, but then I started to just incorporate some of these ideas in the daily work that we were doing, and the impact was really great. Um, the impact was balancing the whole person and in doing so allowing them to achieve their goals. Um, so what I found was it didn't take um, it didn't take that a, that a person would have to go all in to make this work for them. It didn't take that. You know, you didn't have to be 100% in your game. Um, if people are working at a certain level, and if we could if we could raise the bar even just 10%, even just that increment, um, they were going to see massive, massive change. And so I, I liken this to, um, you know, opening a savings account, especially these days. Goodness, you know, you open a savings account, you're lucky if you get 1%, right? But you'll put your money in there, you'll get your 1% and you'll, you'll keep saving up there. Well, what I'm talking about, you know, if we could even bring a return on investment of 10%, um, that's a savings account you would invest in, right? So if you could impact a 10% change in your ability to make decisions and your ability to get things done, I'm guessing you would put some money in that account. So I'm not asking for, you know, 100% return on investment, just 10%. And, and even still, that's a pretty big um, ROI for uh, in, any, in any situation, but especially in our savings situation now. So, so if I could tell you that I could bring you, you know, a, an at, at least a 10% ROI on your investment, it'd be worth it, right? Um, and I, and I'm one, so what I want you to know today is that um, if decision making is a challenge for you, if you feel like um, there are times when it's harder for you. If organization has been elusive for you, um, I don't want you to go out and buy any more containers. And so I started telling my clients that don't go out and buy any more containers. We're going to first have a conversation. Um, and, and that conversation is going to look at when are you able to make decisions? When are you having challenges? And, um, and, and are you taking care of these for, uh, four areas. Are you getting exercise? Are you eating well? Are you getting enough to drink? Are you sleeping? And so when we started attacking it from those areas, then people were people were seeing change. And my uh, my belief is that if you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing this, you're going, you've probably had a moment already where you've gone, oh my gosh, maybe this is it. Maybe this is why I'm having such a struggle with getting things done. And, um, and so I want to encourage you, you don't need to go all in. You don't, you don't need to look for 100%. We're looking for 10%. So if you currently, you know, um, drink 
one glass of water a day and your goal is eight glasses of water to a day, you know, um, in the future, then can, can you just focus on drinking two glasses of water a day, right? Can you just focus on going to bed 10 minutes earlier? Could you, could you take a one-minute walk around the block before you sit down to work to help your brain have what it needs, to help that conductor to have what it needs? Um, could you swap out, you know, one apple for a bag of chips? I'm not, we're not talking about an enormous amount of change. We're talking about increments that are going to raise the bar 10% that are going to give you that ability to, to be 10% more effective. Um, and the best part about this is it's like uh, an, a, a savings account that has compound interest, right? So if you only do one of these things, it's going to raise the bar you know, that much more in your decision making. If you do two of them, so you take a one minute walk and you eat an apple, um, it, it, it's a compound interest kind of a return for uh, the investment that you're putting in. Um, so all of this, uh, all of this, I hope that you're, that you're hearing in what I'm sharing with you. Um, the underlying story here is, you know, that you have these moments and insights that are important um, that, that you see and, and you go, wow, this, this could really impact the work that I'm doing. And, um, but I don't, know how, I don't know how to put it into place. So what I'd like you to learn here is I'd like you to learn that you can go and do the research and you can find the information and you can fill in the blanks that are going to help you do the work that's going to impact the world um, and and that there's a way to translate it into um, something that the people that you're working with can and should hear. Um, so I hope you've gained some of those insights and and along those lines I hope you've also learned the importance of um, of diet sleep exercise and water on helping you get things done um, I'm going to be coming to you again as often as I can and um, and helping you create momentum until then bye bye <laughs>